Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geeks of the Machine, Gift mm, Supernatural Edition, jeez. <laughs> I'm your host, Jasmine, and today we have Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hi, Jasmine. And we're going to be talking about Supernatural Season 6. Are you ready, Adelaide? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the souls stay in hell this season. Do they? Do they really? <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Like, don't tell me how bad that was. I accept my badness. <laughs> so, this season takes place immediately after, a year after the fifth season. Dean is living a normal life, trying to be a normal person with Lisa and Ben. What were your thoughts? Um... I don't know that still doesn't seem very dean and obviously the as i've said before the demons and supernatural beings are drawn to the winchesters like sharks to blood so it really it doesn't make sense that he should be able that he would even enjoy that life it feels like it'd be too much pressure on him and i know it comes up a little bit in the yeah i was about to say they yeah they do talk about like when ben finds a monster and then like it's a monster under his bed and he's like treating it like it's world war three because to him it is it is yeah i totally understand that his immediate family is in danger and of course that is world war three to you your world is coming your world is going to be crashing down around you and that absolutely makes sense so i don't blame him for his reaction to that and lisa's like it's just a kid blah 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 it's so interesting the way that they do that i feel like and this is a little off topic um I feel like I don't really understand how the people in the in their world will go their entire lives without knowingly encountering a supernatural entity. So is it like once they know, is it that that old stereotype of if they see you, you see them, but otherwise mm. that veil is that veil hasn't been lifted and you can Well, that can't progress. be true because demons are constantly possessing people. <laughs> well, then I don't know, cause like demons are literally like, yo, that's a nice body you got there. Be ashamed if I took it over. Be ashamed if I used it for a while. <laughs> and never gave it back. Like, and what do you do? Like, cause this is my question, and this is me just spitballing right now. <laughs> what do you do if a demon takes over your body? As a Christian, my thought would be. What happened? Like, what? What's the sin to non-sin ratio of that? Like, do I get like instant heaven bonus points for be like, <laughs> like? I know that as an atheist, I'm rethinking all of my life choices at that point. <laughs> because it's very like, like we mentioned last season. I want to say if there's one, then you would have to think there's another. Yes. There can't be darkness without light. Exactly. Light creates <laughs> shadows, so it has to be there. <laughs> so, like, I would be wondering, like, okay, one, God, where are you? Because I'm possessed right now. And two, if a demon is just living your life, what what is your, like, heaven to hell ratio at that point? Well, and, like, the worst part of that is you're just a passenger in your own body, and you're just watching it happen, and you're watching all these horrible things happen that it's doing as you. Like, that would be horrible. 
I mm-hmm. I would assume there'd be instant heaven bonus points for that because like <laughs> you're then watching them at the at okay in the nicest the best possible outcome for this is they don't kill anybody you love but they kill everybody else you still have to watch that mm-hmm. and then worst case scenario they kill everything you love and then they proceed to kill other people like and it's nothing you can do yeah there's nothing you can do like all you can be is basically Jiminy Cricket who fun fact in the original series was killed by Pinocchio yeah I was gonna say he died so you know best <laughs> that's not the best case scenario so like the the best case scenario would be you don't die. I think the best case scenario is you don't remember and one of the angels that was absolutely no help wipes your memory the rest of there the rest of that and just says, Yeah, everybody died in a car crash, you're fine now. Mm, but back on topic. <laughs> um, did you like Dean and Lisa's relationship? Yes, I I feel like it's a fairly I feel like Dean needs that kind of relationship in his life. And it's good for him to have something like that, but also like Dean also can't really handle that on top of having his hunter mentality and what he's growing up with because it's just there's so much pressure for him to protect and and love that family and make sure that no harm comes to them and that's absolutely valid because have you seen his life you you're like basically describing a pit bull like it has the ability to kill but if you treat them right they'll protect you and make sure you're okay dean is is a good boy and he deserves a cookie (laughs) i appreciated seeing dean in a quote-unquote normal life but i agree that i don't think this is where dean will end up Dean would end up in a hunting family. Yes. And I think Lisa and Ben were too normal for him. Yeah, he needs a he needs a hunter wife that can or an angel boyfriend <laughs> that can uh you know, slay demons with him. And like I also my thought is how would you be pregnant in a hunter? Cuz I would be terrified every second of every day. Yeah, and you know the demons at that point they know if you're let's just say if you're pregnant with a winchester baby you know they want that which is why i don't know how ben survived <clears throat> yes he definitely has winchester blood don't tell us otherwise <laughs> yes don't lie to me do not lie to me supernatural that is dean through and through absolutely absolutely dean Moving right along. <laughs> um, Sam comes out of the woodwork after being like, I thought you were in hell. Which, one, Sam is a complete jerk. Complete jerk. It's been a year you've been out here living your best life. And I'm over here playing Betty Homemaker while I'm trying to be in honor of your memory. And then you come out of the woodwork like, yo, I can need some help with this case though, right? And, like, the worst part of that is I understand that, like, I understand Sam's whole issue for the first half of this season. But he, you know that Dean would want to be involved in that. 
this is not if the roles were reversed it would make sense because sam doesn't want to be part of this lifestyle he wants he wants the life he wants the homemaker family that's what he mm-hmm. wants but dean doesn't well maybe that's what he like maybe he's thinking dean like chose this path i don't want to put him back into this life i mean am i allowed to say his issue in this season well we'll get to it i don't want you to be like hey everyone here's the main plot point five minutes eight minutes in no need to listen to the rest of this hour i was gonna say that might be why he doesn't do it but well no because if anything his major issue would be the reason he does like come back and like yo i don't got time for your shenanigans come over here okay well we'll we'll jump on that when we talk about it because we'll come back so yes so dean uh, uh sam goes i can't handle this case come help me out and dean's like you're not in hell and you've been out for this long and you didn't tell me and not only that but now we have a, a grandfather and cousins where have you been <laughs> this is like a major shock that no one is even a, like everybody's like yep this is new normal whatever it's fine our grandpa's back from the dead it's all fine like, and we have these cousins who we've never met and didn't care about us. Paul Hunter family, now... except mom. That's all. Right. And what happened to grandma? Is she dead too? You're asking Supernatural to bring back women from the dead. <laughs> only only white men can do that. Eh, I'm trying to think. Was there anybody else who got... Well, no. There was one character who I loved. I don't know if it was this season or another one. He brought back like he well we'll talk about that when we get there i loved him so much okay have to tell me after who that was because i'm blanking (laughs) um but we get that uh there's a gen that's trying to uh kill people and sam and dean capture one of the gens during a fight so they're like no don't go killing people they kill him (laughs) if i remember correctly i feel like they kill everything yes they do but they killed the Jin after telling him that he couldn't be killing people. And then Dean is like, yeah, nope, not coming back hunting. I'm going to go live with Sam, and, I mean, Lisa and Ben. But he's like, yo, Sam, keep in touch, though. I'll be seeing you, right? Like It was just so stupid. I feel like it was because... just delaying the inevitable. And trying to stretch out that plot line for a little too long. I agree. Because if anything, they should have, if they really want to do this, they should have did a mini um, episode before or after this, before this season or after the last one of his life yeah, with they Lisa. Did, it's not like that's new for them. They've done stuff like that with the um, the Ghost Facers before. Yeah, and that would have been really interesting. Well, not really, because it'd be Dean trying to like be boring. but Dean making apple pies. And fixing the carburetor. He does that normally. Not Lisa's minivan carburetor. <laughs> she did have a minivan, right? I'm not a car person. I I barely remember the Impala sometimes. <laughs> anyway. Um, we find out that uh next episode comes around, there's a baby left behind. And this was a major interesting point for me. Simply because Dean is like, yo, we can't leave this baby here. 
what what's going on with you, Sam? Blah 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 blah. And also for Sam to be like, I didn't want to bother you for a year. He called Dean quite a bit in the first two episodes. I know, right? Like you went a year without needing Sam, and then I mean Dean, and now like L, I need you for everything now. I can't work without you. I can't be alone anymore. He goes an entire year. You'd think he would have learned by then to be a little self-sufficient. I get that Grandpa's helping him out, but still. And he has cousins. Why aren't his cousins picking up? Like, this would have been an interesting thing to see Sam and his cousins going out together. Yeah, I would have. Like, who are active in the life. They aren't rusty like Dean is. I would really like that. Wow. And I wanted Mm -hmm. wanted to see Grandpa getting out and doing stuff, too. Come on, Skinner. Stop sitting around the office. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like he would have broke a hip and I would have been done with that. Or he would have been, he would have been like, he would have been too strong and it would have bothered me. Okay. As someone that's, he is in fact Skinner from, from X-Files and he was the, the one that just sits at the desk and tells Mulder and Scully, no, you have to, that's not what happened. Stop saying aliens. And, um, he, I want to say is uncomfortably ripped. I know this. I have seen X-Files and it's bothersome. So I think he would if, you know, granted that was a long time ago he still should be able to get out a little bit. That would have been fun to see. Eh, I don't know. I feel like it would be much like Equalizer or that uh, Expendables where these old people are killing people who are like in their 20s and it's like, dude I, I understand like the whole experience thing, but you're not going fist to fist with a man who works out at the same rate as you do and you're like 50 years older. Sorry, not sorry. Well, I mean, if all of them went out and he was still there, that would have been fine. With <laughs> but, like, at least, come on. I'm tired of seeing Skinner sitting at a desk. <laughs> but uh, we ultimately find out that this baby is a shapeshifter baby. And uh, uh, they decide to take the baby to Samuel because Samuel's like, yeah, I'll raise this baby as a hunter. This baby can be the ultimate weapon. Which has merit. And I'm surprised no one else either tried that or did it and we heard about it. Because there is something to be said about you hunting what... There's something to say about the criminal becoming the police officer, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I do. And I really want to see more of that in Supernatural. They always, like, tease you with that idea. That idea that, you know, um, the circumstances of your birth don't determine your future. And I would have liked to see more. I still want to see more of that. But Supernatural toys with the idea so much, and then they just back out of it. And they do it every time. Mm. I mean, that's Supernatural for you. You can't be upset. Um, ultimately, though, we find out that, uh, the baby is an alpha, and Samuel makes a secret, super secret call, and goes, I've collected an alpha, which, side note, why is he giving all this attention to, like, this phone call, like, we have never jump cut to another character, that was what bothered me, like, because it would have been something if Sam was in the background and just didn't care, but we just randomly jumped cut to another character. Did you notice that or was that just me? No, I noticed that. I thought it was pretty strange too because, you know, we don't know Samuel that much. Like, uh, And I spent the entire anyway. episode calling him Skinner anyway, so. 
I'm sorry. Uh, but He's locked into that role. You can't change my mind. <laughs> Ultimately, um, we we realize that we can't trust Samuel, which is what this moment was for. But it would have been better to me, character development wise, if Sam had overheard it and still kept working for him. Yeah, I think that would have made a lot of sense for Sam in the season anyway. And, you know, it wouldn't have crossed his mind to even mention it. Right. So it was just, I don't know, that bothered me. But again, I digress. The next thing I want to talk about is uh, Dean deciding that he's going to leave Lisa and Ben and go back on the road. And Lisa basically being the most understanding woman ever goes, go ahead. Follow your dreams, dear. Just come back home whenever you can. I am sorry. I am a very understanding person. But I personally do not know how I feel if the person who I just built a life with for a year and some chains comes to me and says, I'm going to go fight demons. You good, though, right? I would probably say no. And okay. (laughs) At the very least, not because of me, but because that is not how you parent a, a healthy child. That's that's not. Like, that is not a healthy relationship to have with a kid. Well, not just that, but as you said, he's now in Ben's life. And suddenly, Ben is like, yo, where's Pops at? And he's like, oh yeah, he's on the road doing road work. Like, and I get that children are basically stupid, and you're supposed to be like, yeah... I, I can tell you that dad's away working and you'll be fine. But still, that but, doesn't change that dad is not there. Right. Which is the important part. Dad should be Because you've just spent a year with this man. Yeah. Like, you are actively in his life and vice versa. And basically, Dean is like, I have to do this. I have to go. Yeah. For the- and at that point, I'd have been like, then you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have came in the first place. Yeah, I would have been like, okay, you can't do that to Ben. You can't do that to me either, but you really can't do that to him because he's really young and will not process that. Uh, and it's just very irritating to me because Lisa is just the most under... What is going on? Because that is not a realistic character. She's like, yo, this ain't your son. You good, though. Like, thanks for helping me. Here, we can have sex in this car. Oh, wow, thank you for coming back after I haven't seen you in years. Let's have sex and you live with me. Oh, you're going to leave me? Cool. Be good. Help you stay safe. Let's, I mean, I'm surprised she didn't just have sex with him right there. He was only there for sex, apparently. He's not actually there to help raise the kid. <laughs> but it's just, uh, anyway. What are your thoughts? Um, that Dean is a very poor parental figure. And kind of Lisa is, too. Just a little bit. Oh, no. She's definitely a poor parental figure to let because if this this is my thought process okay she just allowed a man who she claims isn't his father but we all know he is in and out of her child's life at such a a neck breaking speed that this is there's no way this couldn't hurt him in the long run and i don't even care if you know canonically he's not his biological father he is obviously it was set up to be that way but I don't care if the writers are going to insist that he's not. At this point, after a year, he may as well be. Mm-hmm. Because he is raising him as an adoptive exactly. father. So he 
not adoptive. I don't know if any legal paperwork was actually done. Unlikely. Well, he's a, a stand-in. Yes, he's the father figure, and he should be mm-hmm. there. He established himself as a parental figure and is help to, helping to raise this kid who is essentially now his son, biologically or otherwise. And just to be like, I'm going to go hunt now. Bye. No, you don't yeah, do that. This is more important than everything else. Which, let me be clear, saving the world as a person in the world who doesn't know them Absolutely. But I feel like I would be more of the uh, Frozone's wife in The Incredibles. Have you seen that? Yes, of course I've seen that. Yeah, (laughs) I would be her. Like, I am the best thing you ever can get. How dare you decide that you're going to go try to save... And he comes home at night! Of course he does. Damn right he does. (laughs) Like, he comes home every night to be with his wife. Because that's what you are supposed to do. Frozone for best husband. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's Lisa and, and, and Dean's love story. Worst love story ever. Oh, I want to meme so hard with that. but <laughs> um, We also see this season see the plagues of Egypt. Which, I was like, this is so cool. I appreciate this. And we find out ultimately that angels are now dealing in souls and trying to sell souls. And I personally was like, wow, this is awful. Wow. But I had my popcorn and I was like, yeah. mm." Angels and demons are basically the same now. Thanks, Supernatural. I liked it. I I shouldn't have liked it, but I liked it. (laughs) It's watching the, the kids go rogue and throw and, you know, anarchy taking over while Pops is away and they're all just losing their minds like, oh my god, what do we do? What do we do? Well, clearly our brother Lucifer has something going there. He's got structure. Maybe we should try that. <laughs> come on, guys. Come on. This is basically kids setting up a lemonade stand and competing against each other. And failing. Well, no. Some of them have succeeded. This is true. I mean, that's debatable on the word success, but... Like, I mean, as the person who would be the commodity, yes. But... Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I thought it was interesting that we saw the different plagues. I appreciated it. I also liked that they had the staff and they found out that Balthazar broke it into pieces so he could collect more souls from it. And the, then we learn about the war that's happening in heaven. So let's start with Balthazar and the plagues of Egypt. What were your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. I This is a stupid reason, but I really like the name Balthazar. So anytime you have a character named that, I'm probably going to be very interested in it. Um, Thanks, Charmed. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I really liked the way they handled it. And I really liked the staff of Moses, actually. And I liked how that was very central for a while to the plot line. And um, how it was revealed the the war in heaven and the two different sides. Which I don't know if it comes out at this point on the two main... Um, no, but I can talk about it in a second okay. once we get more into that. Well, then I'll stop there so you can... Sorry, don't jump ahead of you like I <laughs> want to do. Um, but... We also talk about, in this episode, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, and 
ultimately Balthazar returns the soul because he doesn't have to he doesn't want to have to take part in the explanation. But he also explains that there's a civil war in heaven between Castiel and Raphael. Which, like, let's be very clear. This would be the equivalent of your teenage brother starting a war with an infant and everyone's picking sides. That would be really, really dumb. I mean, I'm sorry, Castiel. You're you're not old enough. Sit down, boy. Exactly. Like, and I appreciate Castiel. Like, he's a series regular and people love him or whatever. But what are, like, this This should not have been a real war. If we're actually, because that would be, like, imagine someone coming to you like, yo, this guy is five years old. This guy is 17. He's like, yo, which, are you, which side are you going to be on? The Neither. five-year-old's making some great points, though. No, the five-year-old needs some gummy bears, and the 17-year-old <laughs> needs a magazine. I'm just going to go chill out in my 28-year-old corner and think both of you are crazy. <laughs> but you got to pick a side. No. Because, I mean, there you can always choose Gabriel and not pick a side. Yes, but, I will do that. I will be the coward like, Gabriel and Gabriel. hang out someplace else. <laughs> Yeah, that like Gabriel's viewed as a coward. So Yes, but he basic... wasn't watching that happen. He wasn't watching his brother, his seventeen his year old brothers. brother yeah, argue with a with a five year old brother. He was watching his adult brothers fight. So I will give him credit on the adult brothers fighting and think, yeah, you Well technically been... he was watching his father and brother. Okay, fine. And... Still. It's it's not the five year old that is fighting at the time. At that point I'd just be like, This isn't cowardice for leaving. This is, I am 200% done, and I'm getting a beer. <laughs> but it's very interesting, like, the Civil War, because Raphael wants to take over heaven and free both Michael and Lucifer and start the apocalypse again. Which, in that context, I would probably be fighting against Raphael, too. I feel like sometimes with Supernatural, and even with other series, it falls into the, I just cleaned up this mess, why are you making me do it again? And this is one of those, especially with Raphael, because we just did this. Why do we have to do it again, Raphael? Why? Well, to play devil's advocate, I will say that, like, if two of my siblings who are equal to me in power are locked away, and Uriel is was dead, or what happened to Uriel? I think he died. I think you're right about that. So I'm the only one who really has any power. I'd be like, okay, even though this isn't good, maybe I want the stability of my siblings back, who are equal to me. Like, you want someone who's on your power level, if you get what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but also, then maybe he should have gotten involved in the... He should have... He was just going to watch. Well, he was going to unleash Raphael... Or, not Raphael. He was going to unleash Michael and Lucifer Mm -hmm. upon each other, but he wasn't going to actively get involved. He was just gonna let well, no, because out. he was going to do the scripture, and the scripture says that he's not involved. Like, basically, he's like, Dad left a, a will, because basically that's what the Bible is to them. Yes. The, their fathers, because they assume everybody's saying God's dead. So they're thinking, yeah, this is God's will. He wants them to fight. I'm not getting involved. One of them is going to take it over. You got this, bro. Like, <laughs> Then don't get involved. Stop trying to get involved later when everything went to hell. Literally. Well, technically... The Winchesters being involved messed up the will. Like, cause that would be equivalent to your mother leaving you a will, okay? And saying, you know what? You and your little sister Josie, okay? 
both of you are within the same age range. One of you takes over the company. But you know what? Let's have a boxing match to figure out who does it. And some random person walks in and like hits both of you and says, no, bad, and walks away. And the match is, is called the draw. I don't want now, to the com- non-existent little sister Josie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why do but I have my, to punch like, Josie? Why is that a thing? Mom, come on. Because... Because that's what your mother said. Your mother's like, this is how we decide things in this family. With violence. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. It's, I don't know. I feel like it's just the Winchesters, while they have good reasoning for it, and they're right, ultimately, to the angels, who are very black and white, they have just messed up the whole plan. So now we got to figure out who gets the golden cup. And I think uh, your description, your example really sets in how um, not only black and white they are, but also how they're at least is, you'll, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but Cassiel's the only angel with free will. And that kind of really solidifies that. He's the only angel who actively uses his free will. Yes. Because everyone else, right. Yeah, everyone else is like, yeah, this isn't good. Blah blah blah. This blah, is blah. how. This is what God would want, and this is what. Right. This is what God and told. We're me only to do. doing. Yeah. We only do. We're what only we're told. doing what was said. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, we find out that um, Cassiel is basically leading an army against Raphael, and <laughs> apparently not being very successful. He was losing ground. This does not. Which makes me. sense. Like, it makes a lot of sense. As a toddler, do you really have the military strategy necessary? No. And I love Castiel, but God, you do not have... You don't have the strategy for this. You don't have the knowledge for this. Please, pick up a book and chill out. Oh, that would have been epic if you said, you ain't built for this, Castiel. (laughs) See, that could have gotten other people on Castiel's side. Everyone loves an underdog, right? Yeah, but he he literally was not built for this. <laughs> like, because even if you look at the hierarchy of angels, like the archangels were built for war. They were God's defenders. They are the last line of defense. So basically God put everything he had into them. And everybody else is just kind of like, yeah, you're cute. Why don't you go play this harp over here? <laughs> why don't you go like <laughs> look at your cute little feather wings did you just learn how to fly little Castiel congrats <laughs> exactly so it's just uh, I digress <laughs> let's move right along to Bobby who sold his soul for legs because Bobby doesn't know enough not to sell his soul apparently oh boy What are your thoughts, Adelaide? I mean, how many times do we have to have this somebody sold their soul and now we have to save them from the hellhound that's going to come after them plotline? How many times do we need this? Well, also, how many times is Bobby going to mess up because he feels that he needs to be better in some way? And then he doesn't leave his house? I.e. the years, the years that he sold his soul. Like, I'm still mad about that. And then he doesn't leave his house? True. So, like, points moot anyway? You still just don't leave? 
definitely true. We also this season find out that Crowley is now reneging on the deal for Bobby's legs. Because the deal the deal basically was I'll hold your soul for 10 years and then you can have it back unless you die in that point. And so Bobby now has to start researching a way to stop Crowley and get his soul back. Bobby sucks. Yeah, this season doesn't do Bobby any favors. Like, he is exhausting, and it's very interesting to me that... Go ahead. It's interesting to me, like, as we said, he sold his soul and didn't have a backup plan. Because demons lie. Like, that's his, like, everyone says that. And he said that. He even said it. He coined that whole little phrase going through the whole thing. That was his thing. Demons lie. (sighs) Anyway, please continue. Uh, I was going to say that, like, the terms that he chose were so, they were so loose. He said, and he will attempt to get, or do his best, or something like that. His, the best of his ability to get his soul back. Yeah, I tried. Couldn't do it. It's mine now. Right. Like, and you're so close to the Winchesters that this is, like, the one that you're going to do. <sighs> I don't know. It's weird to me. Also, fun fact about this episode. Jensen Ackles uh, directed it. Did you notice a difference? Not really, but I mean, maybe a little bit, but nothing significant that I would have thought, oh, that's totally, that's totally somebody else directing it. And this was his directorial debut. He did well then. (laughs) Um... We also, this season, find out that Crowley is now the king of hell in place of Lucifer. Which, let's talk about the demon hierarchy. That the crossroads demon is the king of hell. What is the royal chain in this? I assume just some sort of whoever has the biggest hellhound wins the fight. I don't understand. (laughs) This is my dog. I bred it. It is evil, and it wins. My throat. <laughs> because that's very interesting to me. Like, cause I was like thinking, who else would have challenged him? Is there like a king of demons? Like a king? Cause he's a crossroads demon. So who's the king of? I don't know. What What are other demons that we see? Well, we see the like sh- Azazel, and we know that he's way higher up. And I know that Azazel's dead, but presumably there are higher higher ranking demons like him that could have taken mm-hmm. over well we actually see them in another season i know but i wasn't gonna say that yeah listen to the other season and you can find out more about that <laughs> yeah shameless self-promotion <laughs> um ultimately bobby wins out through sheer luck and trickery because after extensive research he finds out who crowley is and basically burn like threatens to burn his bones which i guess would set his soul free i don't know what that would do to you as a demon doesn't it just kill you i i, I don't know no that it 
it destroys ghosts essentially. So right. not the same with demons. Why are they crossing uh lore here? We haven't seen right, this that's before. Good. Right. It doesn't make sense. I don't know what this is supposed to do to him. And I know that they've said that, you know, demons are the souls of humans that went to hell and that were tortured into becoming demons. So then Right, that but means... if you went to hell, that means you crossed over. And that means that why couldn't you do that with every demon? Granted, that would be a lot longer than just stabbing them with the magic knife, but <laughs> point made. Mm. Um, but yeah, this season we also meet uh, purgatory. We talk about purgatory and Crowley's plan to locate purgatory, which Again, through my very interesting Christian spectrum, I don't know how I felt about this being purgatory, where purgatory is basically filled with every monster ever killed. Um, that that's that what purgatory was supposed to be. Yeah, even as an atheist, I don't know about that. Like, I'm familiar with biblical lore, and even then, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That was. That feels more like they should. They should have been in hell. That feels more hell. Yeah, that's like just maybe straight a different... hell, and then purgatory should be like reserved for. I don't know. I felt like you. It makes to me. It makes more sense for purgatory to be like a special. I don't want to say special, but like a um, a different. Well, I mean, like, it is special, zone, but. Um, purgatory really wasn't about torture if I remember correctly it was basically people who were either they didn't qualify for heaven or hell like either something stopped them from being so then yeah the demons make no the demons that were ever killed that makes no sense right because yeah no you definitely qualify dude yeah you you should you should be in hell like right now if they went the Dante Inferno route where there were levels to hell yeah see that's what I was thinking there but Right, that would have made more sense if they were like on a lower level of hell that was un- inaccessible. But purgatory is the middle ground. Yeah, that's the we haven't. Well, you weren't good enough for heaven, but you clearly didn't like kill a bunch of people. So, or if you go the classic route, they were unbaptized children. <laughs> I'm telling you, some things are very interesting. You weren't dipped in this water, so purgatory. And that's the best you can hope for. I will not say anything, but I will, because I will offend way too many people, so I'm just going to stay really quiet here. <laughs> uh, I know, this is horrible. I'm basically baiting you at this point. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we also get, oh, the episode was probably one of my favorite episodes, was when the Twilight fans was happening. And the vampires... Oh, be- I love that episode. <laughs> the vampires are like, oh, you're a vampire? Bite me. <laughs> Accurate representation of Twilight fans. Uh, I'm throwing shade. Yes, I am. I'm going to drag you all. Hopefully you're out of your teenage phase and not reading it anymore. Uh, I don't know. I've seen some adults with Twilight. Um, And we also get a cure for vampirism this season because Dean got bitten. So, of course, Dean got bit. Yeah, the alpha vampire bit him though. So, yeah. Did you enjoy this episode? Um, purely because of the Twilight references. Yeah, that was fun. Um, 
I don't know. I didn't like how they make such an effort originally to say that there's no cure for vampirism. You're stuck this way now. Um, and then suddenly, no, there's a cure. You're fine. We got this. We got this. It's fine. Yeah, we just found this book that we never knew about that now cures vampirism. Yeah, because You're doesn't fine. somebody important get turned into a vampire and then we're like, sorry, there's no cure. We have to kill you. Yes. Flash forward until one of the like, chosen. It was a girl who was like... She was hunting lambs and stuff. Yeah. And she was like, she's like, she was very sympathetic. And that was literally last season, I want to say. And then a year later, oh, there was a cure this whole time. Yeah, by sorry, the way, not sorry. There's a cure. And the cure, one of the caveats, you can't drink human blood. And she's like, I've been hunting lambs. It's all good. <laughs> she is down there in purgatory, like, screw you guys. <laughs> now there's a cure when one of your buddies gets it. Exactly. When you get it. When you get it. When it's one of the it's one of the special Winchester boys. Mm, 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 mm. So then we have the moment where Dean abandons Lisa and Ben forever. How did you feel about this? Oh God, I just there's so many things wrong with the with the Winchesters in their like. Previous seasons, it was all Sam. This season, it's kind of Sam. This season is also kind of Dean. And I don't want to say Dean's on the like Dean's not on the same level, but at the same time, this is not how you you can't go into a family for a whole year, be like, yeah, I'm gonna help raise your kid now. You're I'm your I'm your dad now. Let's go play catch, and then later be like, I gotta go. The hunting demons is more important. Bye. Oh, and first, I'm gonna almost drain you of your blood. Hmm. Yeah, first I'm gonna be I'm gonna show up at your door battered and bruised quite a few times, so that you can patch me up. Which, and by then the way, is it's... also not good for the kid. Let's not see him that way. Yeah, well, who needs a stable child, really? That's overrated. Look at Dean. Who needs to pay for college when you can have years and years of therapy bills instead? No, no. He wanted to be a hunter at the end of that, remember? Oh, God. Why would you do this? No. So. <laughs> See, Dean, look what you've created. <laughs> but, yeah. um, I appreciate Lisa in the role that she's supposed to play, but I feel like she is not a strong enough person for her child, specifically. Because even if you let somebody run over you, Let's say you were weak and you loved him so much that he could come and go as he pleased. This was your forever. That is acceptable to me in the sense that you can be naive with your own heart. But when you involve your child, I expect you to have higher standards. Yeah, I agree entirely. That's exactly like if it's just for you, that's fine. It's your life. It's your decision. But you're also you also have a responsibility to another life and to not screw it up in other ways if this isn't hurting you that's fine but you don't know if this is hurting him and you have to think of him too and oh we do know he, when he said he wanted to be a hunter like dean oh yeah that means he bad. saw something that he didn't need to see that's really bad he yeah no that poor kid so yeah and also that means that he is having probably having conversations that he shouldn't be having at school that you where's the teacher's you're not telling me that he's not drawing pictures and acting out in a way where, because if as a child, if you see someone murdered, that would show up. Oh yeah. And he's what nine or ten? Uh, something like that. Yeah. 
he's not acting any differently. Yeah, he should be. Like, there there were probably calls. We didn't see the calls, but there were probably calls from the teacher. <laughs> and at that point, one would think it'd be like, you know what? Maybe it's time to not have a man that shows up at my door covered in blood. Randomly. Hmm. Um, this season, we also meet another goddess, the goddess of truth, Veritas, who is using a spell to make everyone tell the truth. And we find out that Dean gets affected by the spell and tries to talk about Sam and talk, question him, and he doesn't trust his answers. And even Veritas is like, what's wrong with you? Something's missing. You're not affected by the spell. And Dean's like, you've been lying this whole time. <laughs> I don't know. At this point, I don't know why Dean is shocked by anything that Sam does. I agree. And I mean, h- how long was Sam in hell? He wasn't in long. He wasn't in as long as Dean, right? He, he was in for just a touch. He had a touch of hell. Yeah. It wasn't really like Dean was in there for the long haul. Yeah. Dean was Sam was immediately rested, uh, rescued. So probably, like, I don't know, instantly in and out. Because the same night, he was back in. So, like, one month to a year ratio. Mm-hmm. Probably only Not in even like that, probably. Well, no, I because... mean, like, I mean, if the ratio is one month equaling, like, equaling about ten years, because he was there for four months, and then it it was 40 years. So that's the rough ratio. Sam was probably well, he wasn't like even, a week. He was... No, I wouldn't say a week. I would say a few hours at the most. Well, no, a few like... hours in... Um, because we don't know when Cassie, because Cassiel just disappeared, so we don't know at what point he dived in. No, I know that's get... my point. I mean, like real time, probably like a couple seconds. Hell time, probably like eh, a week, half a week. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll give you a week at most. <laughs> but still, like, well, also we don't know how long it took him for the cage. Like he he fell from the cage, and they were falling for quite a while too. Probably oh, that was probably the entire time frame. Right, like he's just falling. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael and Lucifer hurl obscenities at each other. <laughs> uh, but um, after this, we find out that Sam let Dean get bitten, and Dean beat Sam unconscious. Yet again, it's canon that Dean can beat up Sam. Just saying. Even Rusty, Dean, can take Sam out. So, my question is, why doesn't Dean take Sam out more often? He doesn't do it when it's important, is the part that exactly. bothers me. He does it when it's not important. He does it when he's annoyed and upset and taking it out on him. And you should be doing it when he's like, I don't know, about to open and start open, kill a demon and start an apocalypse. Maybe you should, you know, dive on him then. Or, you know, basically endangering you and those around you. But hey, who cares? But no, Whatever. Just, you know, do it because you're mad. That's healthy. Well, we know Dean is great at handling situations. So. Anyway, uh, basically, uh, Cassiel checks out Sam. It's like, yeah, he's soulless. He has no soul. Which, if anything, as someone who is like, if he's someone who's soulless, he would have came to his brother the same day and said, yo, come back and hunting. I'm back here. See, that's kind of what I was going to get at. I didn't want to jump right to that point. <laughs> but yeah, he, um, I felt like maybe it 
just didn't even occur to him. Like, he did show up and look at him, and so I don't know why he didn't go in then. Because he obviously knew he was there. Yeah, because the way that they tried to frame it was that his brother cared and loved him enough. Yeah, to... that was the shot that he was like, he's he's like, I care about him. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go bother him. But if he doesn't have the soul, then I can understand him like walking away and be like, eh, I'll do this later, and then just forgetting for a year if he doesn't have a soul. But I don't know. There's either that or he should have gone right in the minute he saw him. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to. Castiel, who basically tells Sam um, he doesn't have a soul, he's soulless, and Sam basically says, I don't want my soul back, who cares? That's exactly what somebody without a soul would say, wasn't it? (laughs) So Dean, being the greatest big brother ever, goes around looking, basically throwing out breadcrumbs to try to find somebody who can give Sam his soul. (laughs) And ultimately goes to death, who he now can just talk to you as a friend and begs death for his help and death being death is like sure I'll help you Winchesters you're entertaining which I appreciate that death was like ah you're funny I like you you got spunk is basically what he said I agree I actually really like again this is a weird phrase to say but i really like death and supernatural it's great he's he's a fun character and i like that on the one hand i feel like he views he views supernatural he feels he views humans at least as you know animals that are kind of entertaining to watch for 20 minutes before they die and so he's got dean coming up to him and begging for this thing that means nothing to him he doesn't care and Basically, it's like your dog bringing you a ball. And you're like, sure, I'll play with you for 20 minutes. And it's so interesting to me that um, it Dean decides to make a deal with death. And Dean basically has to be death for a day. In exchange for him to build a wall in Sam's mind. Did you, you remember this episode? Yes, I actually really like this episode. It was basically the butterfly effect of him not reaping someone. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I felt like it was a little repetitive after the one with uh, the episode without the Reapers, but it was still fun to watch because, you know, Dean had to learn it that lesson. It was firsthand this time. Yeah. Because now Dean has to, like, he's like, I'm not killing the girl. And the Reaper was, Tess, Tess was like, yeah, you, you're not killing her. Th- these factors killed her. You're just taking her soul. Yeah, you're not because there to if decide. You don't, you're not push it you're not you know pulling the plug on her you're just escorting her out and basically he's like if you don't take the soul it will ride inside of her body which basically was dead like me and i appreciated that yeah i liked it oh have you not seen dead like me um that's not part of it i think it was a pretty decent show a few years ago i don't know if it's still good now anyway digressing (laughs) Uh, ultimately, Death pushes, uh, puts up the wall, builds a wall around his memories in hell, and then Sam screams in pain. He's basically like, no, I don't want this, blah, blah, blah. But he also forgets, like, the past year and a half of his life. So, yeah. I hate the memory loss plot lines. See, the reason I didn't mind it for this one is because he he's basically forgetting he doesn't have a soul. 
That's true. And, you know, when you don't have a soul, who knows what you were getting up to? Because some of the stuff we see is not, you know, typical Sam. Well, what is typical Sam? Sam basically is drinking demon blood with his soul in. So, what is his line, really? I don't know. Harming demons is one thing. Harming people is another. Eh. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of Sam. So, I hold him to a very high standard <laughs> that he probably will never achieve. <laughs> Demon blood drinker. I, it's hate a, I would be... Hey, if it's properly aged, maybe it's great. I would be an interesting sibling, because I would never let that down. He would li- like I would be like, oh, you drink me back on that demon blood. There's a demon over there. You gonna suck him? Suck him dry like a little mosquito. <laughs> you would buy bottles of wine and label them, wouldn't you? Right, I was so would. Oh, what's this in the refrigerator? Oh, that's a nice age, David. Remember that demon from three weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have unhealthy coping habits. <laughs> That's okay, you'd fit in with the Winchesters just fine. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> um, But we then find out that, sadly, Cassiel isn't all he's supposed to be. And he is working with Crowley to help him find the Alphas. How did you feel about Cassiel at this point? So... This point, at this point in the season, and this point in the series, finally, Sam is not the biggest idiot in the episode. Congrats, Castiel, you've earned a star. Hmm. Um, oh, also this season, we have dragons who were kidnapping virgins. And I appreciate it. They were like, do you know how hard it is to find a virgin in this city? Like, <laughs> The thing I hated about this, I don't care about the virgins part. The part that bothered me was, um, was, uh, their human form. Come on. Their human form. Stop it. And they do this earlier, too. Is it this season that there's an Okami? And is it this season or was it last season? Because I know it was one of those. And I'm like, come on. That's not what it is. Please. Please do something. Give them give them stupid anime ears and a tail, but I just stop making them humans with sharp teeth. It would have been interesting though if they had made them tiny lizards. Oh, that would have been cute. Make them really tiny <laughs> lizards. Really tiny. Um, and we also find out about the mother of all evil. She is the biggest bad of all the biggest bads. And possesses a virgin and flies away. What is that like? Like, like imagine being that virgin. Like, you're like, for whatever reason, you're not having sex, and then you get possessed by the mother of all evil. And you're not telling me the mother of all evil isn't getting banged out five ways from Sunday. Well, and like... Okay, this is a weird time to jump on this topic, especially (laughs) since we're going to be talking about the mother of all evil. But I think the thing that bothered me is especially like in women's roles in Supernatural, it's either you're a virgin and you're being sacrificed or you're a mom. Well, no, you have Joe. Okay, maybe. But like, (laughs) in general, maybe not just Supernatural, but like you have the virgin, maybe they're doing this intentionally, but you have the virgin and then you have the mom. And those are the two okay roles. Anything in between is a whore. 
Hmm. Well, that's basically a statement on society more than supernatural. I know, but supernatural tends to reflect that a lot, and it's really irritating. Well, it's basically art imitating life. So, like in the 60s, there were shows where men were beating their women. That's not acceptable now, but... I know. So can we reach a point where, you know, it's not either virgin or mom? I don't think... Honestly, I don't think we will. Especially if it's an American show. I feel like it will be quite a long time, probably not even in my lifetime, where you don't have those stereotypes. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you, Supernatural, for bringing this to light, I guess. We'll pretend for my sanity we're gonna pretend that you're making a social commentary on that with the mother being mother of all evil here but uh i don't know that you um, are and i'm probably giving you too much credit but i'm gonna put on probably. my rose-colored glasses and pretend that's what it is probably but i'm fine with it because it's interesting and i w- it's something that i think as people we overlook because the show is good enough to do it <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a problem too sometimes. That, and True. Even Supernatural, like, how many times have both of us said something along the lines of only the the main white men are able to come back? Within reason, and after this I will definitely tell you about one example throughout 13 seasons where someone else one came example. back. One, but it's also Sam and Dean's show, so. Misha Collins said something about it, but I'd have to find the quote. Mm. But let's talk about The French Mistake. Which is basically a show where Balthazar shifts the brothers to an alternate reality where Supernatural is just a show and they play Sam and Dean. And he's married to Genevieve who was basically Ruby. I think. Yeah, yeah Ruby. Was Ruby. Also, we're coupling, if we're being honest. Yeah, a little bit. You know they're married, actually. No, yeah, I know. But it's really, it's interesting. The house was amazing. I wonder if that was actually their house. God, I hope so, because that's a really nice house. I remember thinking, wow, if that's actually their house, he's being paid a lot for that. Oh, yeah, they make bank. Like, first of all, they have residuals. And, like, 14 years, and this show is still going strong. I know, this is only, this is only six seasons in. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Big Bang series is getting canceled this season. No. I have no comment on that. <laughs> um, but did you like the the idea? I did. Um, I think the only thing that bothered me, like, I actually really enjoyed the episode, especially seeing um, uh, Castiel or and Misha Collins and his normal voice that actually really got me and him playing around on Twitter and stuff. That was cute. Um, I think the thing that got me about this episode was that it really felt like something the trickster would have been doing and Gabriel and made me sad because it wasn't him and I wanted him back. Well, I mean, he's dead as far as we know. Oh, so. I know, but that's why I got all excited when it first started happening. I was like, Oh my God, the trickster's back. And he's not, <laughs> no, sorry, Addy, you get nothing. So, ultimately, they decide to call the mother of all monsters, Eve. Um, because that is a great catch-up. And, and that'd be interesting, though, if somebody did a show where Eve is the mother of all evil versus Lilith, who was supposedly the mother of all evil. Lilith is just the adoptive mother that's like, I didn't sign up for this shit. <laughs> but... 
da 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 uh Bobby has to kill Rufus at some point because he's infected oh yeah he's infected by the worm and they have to electrocute the worm oh I hated that episode that was gross yes and they, Bobby said that him and Rufus never like they never made up and he was like I'll pour out this drink in honor of whatever love you Rufus even though we only saw you three times this was a deep and powerful friendship What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm still stuck on the X-Files nature of the worm in the ear and electrocuting it. Ugh. Ugh. That's gross. <laughs> um, I had X-Files flashbacks in that episode. Um, I don't know. I felt like... I wanted to have more episodes with Rufus because we don't see him a lot. And when we do see him, he's usually kind of conflicting with the Winchester brothers. And so he's not portrayed in the... In the light, light they are. So he doesn't, you know, they get the we are correct and we are right. And he doesn't get that as often. And it's unfair to him because I want to see more of him because he's fun. But no, he gets to die thanks to a gross worm in his ear. Yeah. So then Bobby, Dean, Sam, and Castiel go to a little small town where they face off with the hybrids because now the hybrids understand that they're being hunted and they are not happy about it i mean not the the alphas and eve is basically like you're hurting my children i won't allow this to stand which if we're being honest eve is probably a better mother than um, jessica yep uh lisa lisa well whatever Oh, Jessica was Sam's dead girlfriend who died episode one. I don't know why that name popped into my head. I think it's because they used Jessica a lot because that wasn't, wasn't that the bartender that he was hanging out with too? Could have been, yeah. <clears throat> but it's very interesting that the best mother is the one who's supposed to be portrayed as evil. I mean, she's just doing her maternal job, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're not going to hurt my kids anymore. I'm done with this. Sorry, Supernatural and society. If you're going to portray women as either virgins or moms, then you can't portray that mom who's just doing her mom job as evil. Because it was great. She was like, a few of my children get slaughtered. I understand. But you have waged an outright war and this won't be tolerated. Yeah, I like her. Right. It was awesome. Anyway... Moving right along to more Castiel's betrayal. Ultimately, Castiel, in order to stop um, Crowley from betraying him, knocks down the wall in Sam's head because he's epic. And, uh, like, to stop the Winchesters and Bobby, Castiel knocks down the mental barrier in Sam's mind after Death specifically said, don't let anyone knock this down. Basically, Castiel is the friend in the movie who ruins everything for you. Hey, it's not finally not Sam's job. Eh, I don't know. Sam is the one who was soulless, so technically it's his fault. Nah, I still feel like Castiel really, really screwed the pooch in this season. Well, I mean, he's trying to win a war. He's a toddler. Cute. Like... This is my thought process. Can you really blame a toddler for using any method that they they think that they understand to win? 
I mean, I can still put them in timeout for it. <laughs> Castiel, go to your corner. Mm hmm. Um, Lisa dies this season. Um, but Castiel basically appears and heals her wounds. And now Castiel's like, yeah, we're enemies. Don't call me. I won't call you. And as a final good faith thing he does, he erases Ben and Lisa's memories of Dean so that they can live a normal life. So I think that was really a great cop-out. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. So that we don't remember Dean in this whole year, but he remembers. And everything is fine. I just, I really hate when they do that sort of thing, and Supernatural does that kind of stuff a lot. Where they just have a whole bunch of character development stuff go on. But no. Let's erase everybody's, not everybody's memories, but let's erase memories so that it didn't happen for some of these, and then it just feels like great, we can move on with our lives, but I don't know. It, it's such a cop-out, and it's not messing with memory stuff isn't always the best loophole to use. Yeah. They did it twice this season, so whatever. And they did it, like, uh, in previous seasons, too, so they just continue with it. Um, Castiel ultimately betrays Crowley, and Crowley decides he's going to be an ally of Raphael and perform the ritual of opening purgatory. But Castiel, being the sly angel that he is, or a toddler, I feel like I'm just going to call her a toddler for any time I refer to him now. He decides to swap out the blood with dog blood. And Cassiel does a ritual himself and takes in all of the souls. He obliterates Raphael and Crowley manages to escape. When Sam and Dean come and they're like, Cassiel, you gotta be better. You gotta do better. We love you. Hug. He's like, no, I'm more than an angel. I'm the new god. And just disappears. Did you like this? No. Kind of. I, I mean, no, I didn't. I thought Castiel, this entire season, Castiel was dumb. And this just sort of leads up to Castiel's ultimate moment of, dumb, of you know, pure dumbassery. So congrats, Castiel. You have another gold star that reads, you did not try. I appreciated the stupidity. Like I said, I think of t Castiel as a toddler. And if you're beating a toddler, they go to their most visceral place to prove you wrong. They are the they are the most base level of humans. Toddlers are children in general are horrible and they are because they haven't learned the manipulation skills necessary to be a successful adult. Hashtag adulting. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, they are basic. They will hit you, they will bite you, and they will make you feel small as best as they can. And that's basically what Castiel did. And I love the final line where he's basically like, bow down and profess your love for me, because I am the Lord, or I will destroy you. I did like that part. Uh, mostly because you can see how much the power just absolutely corrupted his mind. Because that was not what we've seen of Castiel. And straight up until that point, you know, he was still himself. And then all of those souls took out, all of those souls came in and he was absolutely not able to handle that which is both a set which is a statement towards you know what god has to deal with and well uh, no because 
God didn't have God is more powerful than those souls. No, I know that's what I mean. God, you know, is way more powerful than all of that combined, and he's not. Well, well, when you actually think about everything that God created, and the fact that He just allows it to exist, it's very interesting. And I say that as like in this world, you have angels, you have demons, you have the in between, you have people, you have the stuff that we aren't talking about yet. Mm-hmm. That God all created, He created all of this, and then was like, you know what? I don't want to destroy you because you're too beautiful or for whatever reason. So I'm just gonna let you do your thing, right? And for Castiel. To be like, yeah, I'm God now. This is very much like that movie where he's like, I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm sure that reference will age well. <laughs> <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this season as a whole? Uh, the season in general wasn't really my favorite. It's got a lot of um, it's got a lot of good episodes, but it also has a lot of like, it's the little things that bother me, and most of them are are just stuff with like the monster of the week because I am so tired of seeing humans with slightly sharp teeth or maybe sharp nails or both as the monster like come on can we can we have something else like for the dragon well, you're trying to increase the budget Adelaide I'm trying to increase the budget get a better budget isn't this one CW yes but still get a better budget come on just a little bit <laughs> I mean more. no shade but 14, I mean you've been running for 14 seasons now because they have been budget positive like they the most money is probably going to the director and the main stars. I know. And I know that, like, I am also aware that if they were to do, like, a CGI dragon in that episode, that would have looked hella dumb. But you could have at least they have done They could have done, done like, something. the shadow thing. Yeah, the shadow yeah. thing. Like, instead of having them have a human shadow, have them have a dragon shadow. That would have been very easy to do. Hmm. And I would have, I would have been okay with that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. Anything else that you want to say about this season or this episode? No, on that positive note, that's fine. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Geeks of the Machine Supernatural Edition. I was your host, Jasmine. This was Adelaide. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you were supposed to. <laughs> oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. That was completely unrehearsed. I was not so. prepared. <laughs> So, uh, thank you guys for listening. Check out any of our other series that are currently running or have passed, like Doctor Who. And don't forget to check out what's currently airing and what we're capping, recapping. Um, thank you for listening again, and goodbye. Uh, you can reach us at overpoweredentertainment.com. That's the website. You can reach us at Real OP tweets. You can reach me personally at OP Jasmine. I do tweet back and have conversations because I love you guys. And you can reach Adelaide at OP Addie. Is there anything else that you need to plug? Ah, uh, no, I'm good. All right, bye. bye.